Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Leap of Faith podcast. This is a post-edit recording that I felt like I needed to record because in the episode I mentioned something that I feel like I needed I need to explain. So in the episode I kind of describe hell as this place apart from Jesus. And while that's true, I didn't really go into depth about what that kind of means for someone. So Jesus dying on the cross is a gift for everyone on earth to accept or reject. If you accept it, then your sins are atoned for. All those times that you're being evil, it's pretty much forgiven for. However, if you reject the gift, right, to choose eternity away from Jesus, you know, not accepting the gift, hell is pretty much where you go apart from Jesus to atone for your sins. You're going to be the one doing all the atoning for, for the sins that you committed because you didn't want to accept the gift that Jesus offered. So you'll hear in this episode that I say hell is just a place away from Jesus. And while that's true, I didn't explain it very well. And you'll, you'll hear that in the episode. So I just want to clarify. So I avoid any kind of bad theology. I just wanted to say that. All right. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Leap of Faith podcast. Today, we're going to be joined by another special guest. This person has been kind of an influence in my life as of recent. He has good work ethic and good drive. And um, he's just a creative, kind of out there person that I find really interesting. So I kind of wanted him to come onto the podcast and just kind of talk about how he thinks about certain things. Uh, one thing that you might know about me is that I go to Liberty University, which is a Christian college in Virginia. So I'm I'm very Christian, and I was raised Christian, and I have Christian beliefs, and that's kind of why I ended up going to this college to kind of build up my foundation and meet people that think kind of the same way as I do so we can all kind of encourage each other and then go out into the world. So... Uh, like at this Christian college, we're all kind of building up our beliefs and encouraging each other. And we're, we're a big community, and I think it's great. But the thing about this uh, guest is that he actually isn't a Christian, but he still has a good work ethic and drive, and he's just very friendly to a lot of people. And I just kind of want to hear his perspective of being kind of an outcast at a, a Christian college and what kind of it's been like attending a college that is Christian, not being a Christian. So Demetri, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, maybe say your major and say how your first year being at Liberty has, because you're, you're a sophomore, right? Yeah. So he's been here for two years and I guess you can just kind of explain maybe his first year, just kind of a big summary maybe. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, well, my name is Dimitri. Uh, my major is interdisciplinary. Um, so I have two focuses, teaching English as a second language and music. Um, uh, my first year here, if I had to use a word to describe it, it would probably be insightful. I, I think um, coming into it, I was... 
I was both skeptical and excited. I I knew since it's a it's a Christian campus, I knew that there would be a lot of things that I would hear that I probably wouldn't necessarily agree with or that I probably in a sense wouldn't care to hear, but also I knew that I was coming here for a reason and that was to grow in an environment that has a different faith. So I kn- I came here purposely knowing it was a Christian campus and still wanting to learn and grow um, from that. And so coming into it, I was, you know, is this going to go super great? Am I going to learn and grow? Or am I, is it, is it going to be horrible? And I kind of have the understanding that, you know, things are what you make it. So I tried to be more optimistic and uh, to my delight, it's my first year was amazing. I met a lot of cool people, a lot of insightful people. I've had a lot of uh, talks about my talks about just faith and spirituality and life. And honestly, I think something I learned a lot was that you can grow in your faith a lot simply by having a conversation with someone else. Because when you're trying to explain what you believe you you think about you learn how to word what you're what what you believe and in a sense you can if you say something the right way you're like oh okay that was a great way to explain you know how i how i view this certain thing so you you learn a lot by having conversations with people and i think that was something my first year that i learned a lot that you know conversing with people with either the same faith or different faith helps you grow exponentially I think class-wise, you know, I never <laughs> wanted to go to school. I don't really care for school work-wise. Um, I love learning, but making things mandatory and then grades and stuff, never, I didn't like. But, I mean, I, I took all music classes, and I learned in that aspect, too, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It was interesting. I learned a lot. I, I like how you mentioned that asking questions to other people, although they might not believe the same things that you believe, can still lead to growth. And I feel like that's kind of where, I don't know, I feel like when I ask questions to you, it kind of allows me to grow because, I don't know, being challenged, I guess, with your beliefs is never a bad thing because you'll always come to a conclusion about what you believe. And I think coming to the right conclusion is like the best thing that you can do. Obviously, we believe like two different things about, I guess, the world and creation. So, but I mean, I think that's like really encouraging for anyone to hear and just like ask questions, ask people that believe different things and sit down and have like a regular conversation. And there's no no harm that can come from that. Unless obviously you're going to be like hostile towards the person, but then that kind of just shows more about what you believe than the other person. So you're not really doing anything by being hostile so you came here with expectations that might be terrible it might be a good experience and obviously that mindset that you make it is what you make it yeah I guess that has taken you a long way there are rules that come with being at liberty like uh there's a curfew and there there is mandatory convocation which is kind of they get everyone on campus to come to the stadium and listen to a speaker every Wednesday and Friday at around like 11 a.m. or 10.30. And if you live on campus, you have to go. So Dimitri, I guess, 
tell me like what what you've been thinking about convocation like mandatory having to go listen to someone speak maybe about something that you might not agree with and how that's kind of been for you yeah dude honestly i to my to my delight to my surprise one might say convocation was actually a great experience um again i despise mandatory things but every time that i would i would get there and the speaker would start i loved it every time the speakers were amazing the messages were beautiful uh, i think i'm pretty sure all of them were christian speakers but every time i just i i enjoyed it and i i remember thinking to myself i was like oh dude every every college should do this every every person should have uh, the opportunity to gather and like like listen to a speaker that I don't know that experience I think everyone should have because it was a great thing. However, it was kind of early sometimes for me, and <laughs> since it is mandatory, if you don't go, you get fined a lot. So I I missed a couple, and I definitely got fined a couple hundred dollars, which wasn't my favorite part. And I think that took away from me. I think the drive to go like this year, I like learned a way to like kind of go there check in and like tap out without staying and that's kind of unfortunate because i i truly do enjoy the service like the the i guess i can you call it a service i guess the the time but um i don't know i feel like it's something that you enjoy when you're there but i never am like oh i can't wait for it and like if i have the chance if i have the choice to not go I usually choose not to go, yeah. But, again, great experiences. The speakers were amazing. And it, honestly, I probably cried like seven times in my life, less than ten times in my life, and one time was that convocation. It was a speaker, and she, 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 ah, dude, she lived like, um, I don't want to say like a normal life, but she lived a relatively normal life. You'll see what I mean later on. But then when she had her, I think, first kid, she became paralyzed and just her story and like how positive she remained and like how real she was and she was like you know i don't i don't do these talks for people to pity me or to be like you know i don't know like uh, feel bad for her or anything she's like i do this to motivate people to say hey you know this is my life it sucks yes but i still love it and you can still be positive and have joy in your life and i kid you not i i i I tried not. To, I I tried to hide it because people were around me, but I teared up. It was great. So convocation, beautiful thing. But uh, I don't know. There's just something about it that you know a lot of people don't want to go if you can't if you don't have to. You know, it's something people would choose not to go to. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I I kind of agree that um I feel like the intentions are kind of lost when it becomes mandatory, where their intentions are to get everyone together and listen to a powerful speaker and everyone's in community but it can be kind of lost when it's oh mandatory and wake up early and stuff like that so i do agree with that and that that's super interesting that you touched on um a woman who was paralyzed and still could find joy and i have a question do you think the only way to find joy in this life is to have kind of faith in god kind of and so I, I don't know if you want to go into what you believe about the world if you want to, but like how maybe your faith has 
or what your understanding of the world has impacted your life and maybe how why you thought coming to a Christian college was might be bad like a bad situation but it turned out to be good I don't or like going to how your beliefs align maybe with Christian beliefs and I guess your your uh, attitude towards just finding joy in this life that's a pretty that's a pretty intense pretty intense uh those are some good questions um pretty strong i guess let's see uh i think the first thing you um mentioned was you know do you need faith to have joy do you need god to have joy um i think it helps for me needs are you know food shelter water so i think you know can an atheist have joy 100 percent? so in that sense i would say no but i do think it helps and actually probably there will come a time if you don't have i think you would i think you'll be at a a a ceiling you'll be you won't be able to grow past a certain point if you don't have a faith i think um just you'll probably come to a point in your philosophy or like in your i guess yeah your philosophy where if you don't have a, a a god then there's just a level that you're missing so probably yeah i don't think it's a necessity but i think I'd say 95% it would help. It's, yeah, it would help. I think I was scared to come here. Not scared, but I think, you know, I was weary, I guess is a good word, to come here because for me, you know, my faith is my truth. You know, I, I think, you know, what I believe, in a sense, not that things are right and wrong, but, like, I think... That what I believe for me is is right for the world is right is how I perceive things to be like the truth I guess. So coming here, you know, I knew that I was the minority. That my belief to other people would be like, oh, you know, he's like a he's like one of those cult types or like he's one of those new age like I don't know. Loki, you know, no one wants to feel like an outcast, but like, I knew that people would see me as like, oh, he's he he's lost right now. He doesn't know, like, you know, he's straight from the path. He's he's he he needs to find Jesus. He's something, you know, he's lost and he needs to be found. So I knew people would have that outlook, but at the same time, for me, and you know. I've said this before, even, you know, the professors here have said it, other students have said it, you know, I think Christianity and honestly, all major religions are kind of in the minority right now. People are straying from traditional faiths, so I knew that coming here, I would be the minority, but still in my head, you know, I was like, and I, it's also weird because I don't like conflict and, you know, I'm not the type of person to be like, I'm right, you're wrong, so like, I would having these talks with people or like people knowing that I'm not Christian was always so like scary for me because I didn't want to be rude or say anything that's like oh I don't like I don't know I didn't want to talk with people and then be like oh dude yeah I know you're wrong this is all like fake you're wrong but 
having these talks with people, you know, and expressing, like, people would ask me, like, oh, what do you believe? What do you believe? And I would explain it, and I would be talking and trying to explain my side, and honestly, I think a big part of me wanted to be different, wanted to wanted to separate myself so far from Christianity and, like, say, like, you know, my truth is is the right truth, and it's, and, and, I don't know, I would try to separate myself, but every time I would have a talk, I would notice, oh, wait, we kind of do believe the same thing, there's just, you know, there's just mainly the difference between, like, who the creator is, I think uh, the, uh, the biggest difference was, you know, for me, the creator is infinity, but for everyone I've talked to, you know, they, they're like, Jesus is, or like Jesus is the savior is the way to heaven is the son of God is God you know like it's Jesus focused for me it was infinity but other than that every time I would talk I would like moral wise well actually sometimes not really moral wise but there were a lot more connections than there were differences and my second year here is really when I started to notice and having conversations with you it's really when I realized okay we agree on Jesus. We agree on a lot of things. It's just the narrative is different. And then that got me really thinking like, okay, honestly, that's a lot of religions. There's so many, there's a lot more similarities than there are differences, I think. But the differences are really what I think people will focus on and is what separates the most. Because I I could, I, I, I could give quotes and verses that say, you know, love your love your neighbor, love your brother in every religion. But then I guess there's a difference of, oh, you know, say Muhammad's a prophet or say Jesus is on a God. But I think the dividing things kind of suck. And that if we focused on you know, the similarities, we could coexist a lot better. And that's what I realized having these conversations, like, you know, sure, let's have our own faiths, have your beliefs, have what, like, you know, have your creator, have your faith, but let's have the same morals. Let's understand that, you know, love is the answer because does your Bible not say that? Do I not believe that? Then why can't, you know, can we agree on that? And I think we do. And so me being scared coming here, that kind of faded away when I realized, oh, these aren't bad people. These are great people. You know, I think despite what your faith is, the world's in good hands. Yes, there are differences. And yes, there are things that I'm like, oh, but at the same time, you know, people are here to be surrounded by Christians. So like, if you want to be surrounded by Christians, be surrounded by Christians. And I think people here have respected my faith and I know people that respect other faiths. So in a sense, you know, if you stay in your own lane, if you surround yourself by what you want to be surrounded with, I don't, I think everything will be fine. I don't know. Having talked to people and, you know, expressing my faith, I realized there's a lot more similarities than there are differences. And yeah, I appreciate it. I like it. I enjoy it. So I, I agree with you that, um, it's kind of the narrative that's different. And I think uh, my understanding is that every religion has the same morals 
and beliefs kind of understanding like oh how to be a good person like don't be selfish and be selfless and stuff like that but i feel like the question that most religions try to address is who is jesus and i think that's the major discrepancy in like a lot of religions so it's like in christianity jesus is the son of god and he is god and that's how we address him and that that kind of influences our understanding and we kind of use him as like a perspective on how to live because if jesus is god then we want to be like jesus and every other religion kind of either dismisses that or doesn't think jesus as the son of god and i think that's where all the discrepancies kind of arise because i mean jesus was on earth and he did die and he rose from the grave in three days and he was like a sinless person so you're gonna have to answer that question i guess at some point in your life like anyone anyone like who is jesus to you and i don't know i just for me personally i've been like that uh question kind of changes your outlook on the world because if you think he's the son of god and he died for your sins then you don't have to live in shame and if he's the son of god and he died for your sins then like that just shows how much god loves you and if jesus is like the son of god and he died on the cross and for our sins then like i don't know it just allows me to love god so much more and like kind of appreciate him but that that and then i feel like other religions that they're like oh jesus isn't the son of god and then they kind of build off of that and i don't know i guess kind of maybe your understanding of if you want to go into that like because if jesus isn't the son of god and i guess he didn't die for our sins then like who is god to you because then i feel like then that is kind of up for interpretation and that where it gets kind of confusing and then people can kind of be like oh god is this and god is that but if you have a perfect image of who god is as jesus as a sinless man then there's really no discrepancy allowed and it's not going to be oh let's argue about it oh it's not going to be oh god is this and that and that's kind of like where a lot of like doubts have left my mind and where i've been like all right this is who god is and like end the story because if i'm if I'm like, Jesus isn't the son of God, then God can be whatever the heck I want it to be or whoever I want it to be or whatever I want it to be and kind of build up on that. And I guess if you want to explain maybe your view of Jesus and or if you like infinity, like who like is infinity love or is infinity like a good thing or because like, you know, if you want to go into that. Yeah, to me, Jesus was a prophet. And I think the terminology son of God is so interesting because to me, you know, I call... Mm? Actually, in the Bible, he says son of man because in the olden days, everyone was the son of God. Mm-hmm. So it was more significant being known as the son of man. But I mean, son of man, son of God. Yeah, yeah okay. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, you know, everyone if you're thinking of God as the highest, as the son of God or like a, a child of God, but yeah. So Jesus to me is a prophet. Um, and as you're talking, and I've said, I've thought this before, you know, sometimes it feels 
it feels pointless to have these talks because you know this isn't gonna this this isn't gonna change. Christians are always always gonna believe you know Jesus as a savior is the way to is the way to God is the way to heaven. You know, if you confess you know Jesus Christ is Lord, that's 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 your key to heaven, so to speak. You know, that's what you need to accept Jesus and. No matter how many times, how, like how long you argue, what you argue, you know, how many conversations you have, that's just like set in stone in Christianity. See, that's not going to change. So part of me is like, you know, I don't see the, I don't see too much fruit in talking about it. But, you know, for me, Jesus represented complete positivity, uh, complete selflessness. He was a example of, you know, giving up self and lust and gluttony and physical desires and everything. He gave up self. And that's extremely positive. So for me, Jesus, I would I would say would never say that you have to claim my name, accept my name to go to heaven. And I think that's why a lot of the world has left and is living Christianity because they have the thought, you know, how unfair is it to be demanded to like, uh, accept a name as accept Jesus as your Lord and savior. Like if you don't have the proof, I guess, you know, is what people, you know, argue, you know, like how can I accept this? You know, if I don't know. And to me, I don't think you have to, to go to heaven, but you know, I've, I've told you before, one of my professors, it was the evangelism class. Um, he was like, you know, whether we like it or not, this is the hard truth. If you don't accept Jesus, you're going to hell. And I think that's where, that's where Christianity loses its followers. But also, you know, Islam, the same thing. They're like, if you don't accept uh, Muhammad, you're going to hell. Or, you know, you don't do good works, kind of, and except Muhammad, you're going to hell. Um, I think that's where all religions kind of lose their potency is when they force you or expect you to accept the name. And for me, that's not what Jesus preached and represented. He just wanted um, to introduce, to show, to lead a life of positivity to show, you know, you can give away self and then through your, through your, through your actions of giving away yourself, through living a life of abnegating self, your spirit will, when you die, be guided into a, into a positive place. I, I don't want to say heaven, but heaven in a sense. So for me, anyone should be able to accept Jesus without saying he's just, he's he's Lord, he's Savior, he's God. Because, well, one, I just, I'm learned that he's a prophet. But, you know, even if it was, even if it was the, the creator himself, infinity himself who said, you know, worship my name, I'm your creator, I'd be like, ooh. But everywhere I'm learned, the creator's like, you know, Believe what you want, choose what you want, but if you live a positive life on earth in your physical life, then 
you'll have a positive afterlife. If you live a negative life, you'll have a negative afterlife. So it's like uh, cause and effect. It's not necessarily, it's not claim my name, boom, you're in heaven. It's your actions, which correlates to Islam more than it does Christianity because they kind of believe the same thing. Your actions kind of get you into a better life and sort of Judaism, but they're still, you know, Islam is still like Muhammad claim, came claiming. So I don't know. I think when you, I already said it, and just to recap, when you, when you put someone as a head and it's like not force, but kind of force your followers to claim them, I think that's when people have lost the desire to be a part of a religion. They want something that's suited for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with kind of everything you said. Well, actually, no, I didn't. But <laughs> uh, to me, it, hell isn't a place where you're tortured for not believing in Jesus. It's not like, oh, here's a punishment for not believing in Jesus. Hell is just a place separated from Jesus, which is like that's up for anyone to choose. You can say, hey, I want to live for eternity with Jesus in heaven. Or you can choose, like, I, I, I guess I want to go to hell. Which is, hell to me is just a, a, an eternity away from Jesus. Which I feel like would be pretty awful. And another thing to kind of touch base on. You said, like, you, if you live a positive life, you'll go to a positive afterlife. If you live a negative life, you'll go to a negative afterlife. But I feel like heaven, like, there's no way that on our own doings, like, we can get to heaven. Because God is, like, such a holy thing. So, like, and we're very, like, sinful people, sinful humans. Like, I don't think there's any way within our own power that we can get to heaven on our own. Like, we need someone there kind of a lot, like, working with us, working on our side to allow us. To, and I think that's Jesus who kind of intercedes for us on our behalf to God so that we can go to heaven. Because I don't think we can really do anything on our own power, on our own strength. Like, we need God for everything. And then we need Jesus to intercede for us so that we can kind of be seen as holy so God can kind of accept us in the heaven. So, like, I, I don't think, like, you know, like, because we're, we're sinful and we're broken people, I don't think that there's any way while on earth, no matter how many good deeds you do, can get you in the heaven without that person interceding for you, without Jesus interceding for you, I just don't think there's, like, any way. And obviously you don't agree with that. But um, that, so I, I think, like, Jesus is there on our behalf, and he died on the cross for our sins, and he is God, and that's our way to heaven because he'll intercede for us, and hell is just our choice to be away from Jesus. Because anyone, anyone, because I feel like that also kind of stems from pride, saying, I don't need Jesus. I can just do a bunch of good works, and then I'll get to heaven. 
and for me like i just feel like that's kind of like i guess a point of pride maybe but uh if you want to explain like how you feel about i guess actions and good deeds and heaven Mm -hmm. you can go into that more (laughs) (laughs) well okay you brought up something that a super yeah okay yeah so that was probably the biggest thing i noticed here having these conversations at liberty a christian university i'm a i'm a i'm a huge believer and you know and us individually and and choice and free will and us being the judge and the driver and our destiny and our faith and where we go fate and where we go but everyone here i've talked to you know they're like you can't do it on your own you need jesus jesus is the way and every time i'm like okay so this is where like we're not gonna see eye to eye and to me it's so crazy to me to like because i i see it as a pretty like a pretty straightforward thing so you have the Ten Commandments. They're all guiding you towards a positive lifestyle. They're teaching you to abnegate the self, to be positive, to service others, to be, you know, a positive force. And we have to make our choices ourselves. We were given free will to make these choices ourselves. I can choose to eat all day and... Uh, um, condemn myself to gluttony or I can choose hey no I don't need all this This isn't good for me I just enjoy it you know I could abnegate myself I can say hey let's I don't know where we want to take this podcast but hey let's watch porn and you know beat my shmeet but I can make the choice not to these are choices that I have to make and I think that's what I'm talking about when I say choices where what determines where you go and i don't see that as conflicting with christianity or any religion because even if say even if you needed even if you even if jesus is the answer even if you can't do it alone or like at all because we're not we're not anything you know jesus is everything there like that all that would you still not have to make the choices to follow these commandments would you as can you just say okay i have jesus this is all i need this is you know he's my everything but still live a life of negativity but still make negative choices i don't think so i don't think to me you can well i guess you could still claim to be christian but i don't think that would be i don't think you would go to a positive a positive afterlife if even if you claim jesus say murdered or or lied and stole and lusted every day of your life i don't see that being the case and because of that i would say choice is what determines regardless of who you have as your creator or who you have you know guiding you spiritually i think choice in your physical body is the most important in regards to like your own destination because of free will that the creator has given us 
Because I don't think, you know, God created you to say, hey, I created all of you, but you're not good enough. Just believe in my son and then you'll be good. No, he created us to grow, to learn. And we have to do that through our choices. To me, that's how I see it. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, but so I guess it's like free will and choice. And, you know, like we can always make choices, but like based on what, I guess. Because I guess, because if you don't have an understanding of like why you should. And I think you're, if you truly believe with all your heart that Jesus is God, then you'll want to do, you'll want to do good things. You'll want to abide to the Ten Commandments because you'll you'll know for a fact like this is what to do it's not and I think that really encourages your free will your choices to make those choices because you have so I think if you believe that Jesus is God and then you go and sin all day then I don't really think you believe wholeheartedly you know with all your heart like mind soul strength that Jesus is God so but then I guess back to kind of what you believe. So say like you are like supposed to grow, right? God God wants us to grow. And like I think God loves all of his cre like someone told me this before. It's like like a puppy goes around peeing and pooping everywhere, right? And then you look into its eyes and you're like, Oh, he's kinda cute. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda like still love him regardless. So like, obviously, there are going to be people on the earth that are sinning all day, right? And, like, God wants us to grow, but he still loves us at the end of the day. So, like, you could go 100 years, or whatever, you could go 60 years of sinning, right? All he, all he wants to do is have that one day where you fully understand who God is and who Jesus is, and then start turning your life around. Because... I don't know how good works kind of work, but I think you've mentioned before that like you need to do more good works than bad works to kind of go to a better heaven. But say you've done like 60 years of bad works or even like 80 years of bad works and you're like, there's no way I can make up for the bad works that I've done. And it's kind of like, okay, so like I don't, I don't think that belief kind of gives people hope like, I think Jesus is here for those people that have gone 80 years of doing terrible things because they just didn't understand, like, who God is. And then you kind of need Jesus there to remove that, like, shame and guilt of maybe a lifetime of sin. And I think that that's kind of, like, who the God of the universe is and kind of wants for us. He wants us to be able to remove that sin or remove the shame almost, like, instantly so he can kind of understand, like, how much he loves us. Because he, he sees us as, like, a puppy, right? When you look at a puppy, you think, oh, it's so cute. He doesn't look at all the poop and all the pee that's been everywhere, right? And he doesn't want us to either look at that. Be like, oh, I've pooped and i peed everywhere my entire life. And he doesn't want us to see that because that's how he sees us. And I think the only way, like, we can truly do that is if we, like, come to Jesus. And that's kind of, like, why he came down, why he died on the cross for us. So we can kind of just live a life 
without shame and kind of like truly love others, truly love ourselves. And I feel like, I don't know, other beliefs that believe in kind of, oh, do more good and like, I don't know, praying in this direction. Like, I don't, like you can still feel so much shame and guilt with that. Like, oh, I forgot to pray today or, oh, I didn't do enough good. And then you can really like just hate yourself for it. But I still like, even then, God still loves you. And God still wants you to turn to Jesus and love Jesus. Because anyone can kind of write a book and say, do good deeds all the time. And then the people who are just really good at doing good, deed all, doing good deeds all the time, I don't know. They'll, they'll be like, oh yeah, this is great. But the people that are like falling short and stumbling and just need to be picked back up, like they need Jesus. Like there's no other option for them but Jesus. And like that, I don't know, that's who I feel like he's there for. And I feel like that's everyone deep down inside. Like everyone's going to feel like they're falling short. And I don't think there's like been any other thing throughout all of time that will truly like do that for you. And like it's written in a book and and it's been like upkept for years and years. And that's just like my understanding. So where do you think your leap of faith is going to go? Yeah, but that so that's my understanding of Jesus. And I think it's I think having the Christian faith is like the best thing anyone can do. I it's it's not there to be like oh you're going to go to hell. It's there so you can think God still loves me, you know? And he died on the cross for our sins. I don't think there's any other religion with that kind of sacrifice in it where the God himself the God sacrificed himself for his creation and I think that's like exactly what the God of the universe would do do you want to get your like say something about that or do you it depends how long you want this <laughs> to be <laughs> I mean that that's my understanding and I, th- I think it's always good to have discussions with non-believers and if you're a non-believer, like, another thing that I kind of think about is, like, if every religion, the culture likes to put every religion into a little box. So if you're Christian, it's, like, don't cuss and don't drink and don't have sex and whatever. And then if you're, like, Muslim, it's, like, oh, like, terrorism. And I don't agree with that at all. But a lot of people like to put, oh, Muslims are terrorists and Christians are, like, don't cuss. And then, like, Jewish people, like, wear yarmulkes and, like, put put different religious people into boxes and new age people and like they're all their hippies and stuff like that but i think as as much as like religion is a minority like what dimitri said i think there there is like an understanding of god that is for everyone and i think that's jesus <laughs> like and in yeah, that's just my understanding. But yeah, have have discussions with other people because the, there shouldn't be a box for any religious group. And yeah, Dimitri, you want to go? You want to share something? Guess, yeah. <laughs> but for the listeners out there, you'll be able to see. That's what I mean. It always goes back to Jesus. And there's just that, that firm, firm, just grasp of jesus and 
it's truly it's an admirable thing like i i always i think 100 percent. if you're gonna have a faith you know believe it and i love that they're every time i talk with someone well okay some people are on the fence about it but a lot of times people are like you know this is my faith jesus is my savior and i can see that they truly believe it and i think that's ideal you know i wouldn't suggest you know not suggest but i think it's a good thing to have to to have faith in your in your faith yeah but <laughs> i do not think you you said earlier that you would need jesus to remove that shame from you speaking personally there have been times where i fell a hundred like a million times like not trying to you know masturbate or not trying to smoke or drink but you know i've still done it and there have been times where like i've like despised myself because i'm like why can't i break out of this habit you know and i accumulated so much shame and like i was just like you know this is never gonna happen this bunch of shame but i still have a relationship with my creator and i i know that you know i'm a baby i'm gonna stumble but eventually i'll get there i'll become stronger as i go you know it's just trial and error trial and error and that shame has it does leave and i've done that without jesus so i don't think you have to have jesus but i do think it's helpful to have a creator it's helpful to have a faith and that's what we were talking about way in the beginning i think that's when it's helpful to have a faith to remove that shame but i don't think it has to be well i i know it doesn't have to be a certain a certain religion you could be atheist or actually i don't know because i'm not but <laughs> i imagine you know atheists have a way of you know coping with shame too because regardless regardless of what you believe there is a creator even if you don't believe in them so the creator knows you know if you have shame or not there are ways that it's going to resolve there are ways that everything is going to happen regardless of what your faith or not you know people aren't different because of their faith we're all still the same so there are mechanisms to deal with different things regardless of your faith is what i'm realizing now as i'm saying this but yeah so choice still to me you know i do actually i love what you said i i that's an entertaining concept to think about like you know heaven is or hell isn't you know torture it's just being apart from being away from jesus being away from god and i think that's interesting but you know scripture i think would say otherwise and that's what i my professors have said too you know there are it talks about fire and flames and like you know suffering so i do think you know ideally that would be that should be the case you know hell isn't suffering in the christian world in the christian you know worldview yeah but i think it is is what it, or at least what the religion teaches so you know i think if christianity taught that taught that way you know hell isn't uh suffering i think there would be a lot more followers a lot more believers because for me as a kid you know that was something that i despised thinking of like oh if i mess up or if i don't claim jesus then i'm gonna spend eternity and you know hell and suffering and burning so like if i was taught the other way shoot you know who knows but yeah
Oh yeah, I see you have something to say. <laughs> well, I guess in the Bible, it might reference fire, and but I think, okay, in your beliefs, it's like if you do something bad, uh, like does the Creator still accept you, or until you've done good things to recuperate from that bad deed? Like, if you do something bad and you feel bad about it, right? Is is the creator still, like, siding with you, or is it until you've done good deeds, then you can kind of come back with the creator? Like, what do you think about? Is that what you believe? First, I would replace the word bad with negative. But yeah, if you do something negative, services self. I do think. I do think you separate yourself from the creator a little bit, yeah. Yeah, and that that would make sense. Like that that would totally make sense. And then until you've done like good deeds to make up for it, I guess you you won't be like with the creator. So, I think in that same concept, that's kind of what hell is. Cuz in that time that you you've done a bad deed, you're going to feel guilt and shame and the creator like won't kind of I don't know what you said before but like be on the same level i guess or you just won't yeah yeah you won't feel as close with the creator right so that that's kind of what hell is right and i guess there's no way to sugarcoat it that that's just an awful place to be in that shame and guilt and feeling a separation from your creator right and like if god created you right in order to like experience these things and he created you like he's love and he loves you and he made you right like i i don't think he enjoys those moments when you're in guilt and shame so like that's where kind of jesus comes in and although you're going to feel guilt and shame he'll still love you because jesus will intercede for you there in that moment so hell is separation from jesus because that is kind of where you chose to be because you're choosing a life away from jesus everyone i feel like at the end of the day has to come to terms with who jesus is if he's the son of god or, or if he is god or if he's not and saying that he's not god is just away from jesus who's interceding for you so you're going to feel that separation from your creator which will ensue guilt and shame so that that's my understanding so i think maybe in that concept it makes more sense how hell is just separation from jesus and that will bring you guilt and shame in doing so which is what you experience when you do a bad deed but with jesus like you don't ever have to experience that on earth because he's interceding for you and it's god and he sacrificed himself. So there's like no way to say that he just doesn't love you. Like regardless of what you've done. So if that makes any more sense. No, it does. And I agree. Yeah, I agree with that, that, that concept. I would say one, for me, the creator wouldn't necessarily feel a certain emotion towards our our negative doings i think because the creator is infinity you know he supersedes i say he but you know he supersedes 
you know, our understanding of emotions. You know, I don't think. Well, also, you know, that's why I love the concept of positivity and negativity, because it takes out it takes out the subjectiveness of it, you know, right or wrong. If you do something negative, we say that it's wrong. We say that it's bad, but it's just negative. It's just a, a, a selfish act. If you do something positive, we say it's good or, you know, it's right, but it's just something selfless. It's being of service to others. And I love that so much because it takes out, you know, the subjectiveness, as I said before. But so in that sense, I don't think the creator's like, you know, oh, I'm so sad that my creation is, you know, going, is doing something negative. I think it would be more so like, you know, my creation is doing something negative. It's not like I'm sad about it, but this is just where they're at right now but also my main belief my the the, like if i had to summarize you know all is one so negative positive it's all going to end up in the same thing so you know right now yeah you're negative but eventually you know what we're here for to grow to go positive and then eventually become one again but the choice going back to like needing or not feeling the shame with Jesus I think well honestly uh, it's a good system I guess yeah you know if you do something negative if you do something bad so to speak wrong and you feel that shame having Jesus to like help you cope with that to help you you know get back on the right track is a beautiful thing and I agree with that and I that's something about Christianity that I I appreciate and can respect because, you know, it does suck being alone. And even the Christian community having, having you know, other believers to support you and say, hey, you know, let's steer back towards Jesus and, you know, hop on the right path. I think that's a beautiful thing, and I don't disagree with that, you know, other than, you know, it being directed towards Jesus necessarily speak but even then it's still you know going towards something positive so I don't see that as a you know negative thing but I think that to be more inclusive towards the world it's just a better for me to have the understanding that you know you don't need Jesus to remove the shame but again having the creator or more importantly having your brothers and sisters, having a community to help you grow through that, I think is why, you know, we're not on this earth alone, you know. I don't wake up and go on about my day by myself. You know, there's other people around us, and we have the opportunity to interact with each other, and I think that kind of should help with the shame. I think when you close yourself off, then you do have to deal with shame and stuff by yourself, but, you know, having a faith and even like like Christianity any faith having that community is what helps with the shame I guess you know you could put it in Jesus but I think you could put it in anything now I'm thinking about it. anything that you idolize you can 
say, hey, you know, you can say you can use as a not a a crutch, but use as a a cane, something to support you. So I don't know. It doesn't have to be Jesus, but I see from a Christian worldview, you know, you would want it to be Jesus. But to me, it, it could be it could be anything that helps you get out of that. But still, choices choices what determines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you said you're going to kind of, everyone's going to end up in kind of a guilty, shameful stage in their life. Or not stage, but you'll experience it while being human. And it is kind of how you get out of it. And you said it could really be anything. But I feel like a lot of what people rely on to get out of those moments are things that won't last or things that they put their their identity in. Things that, you know, because like the world, the whole world is just kind of like broken. Like everything about it is kind of like falling apart. There's nothing like really holy here or like good. I guess, no, I mean, there, there's good stuff, but like the majority of it, like you can turn good things into bad things. Like, I don't know, like C.S. Lewis talks about um, there's like neutral things like we were so our souls were put into bodies and then God kind of put neutral things like a rock right it's neutral if you build a house with it it becomes like a positive thing if you like take the rock and you throw it at someone it's negative right so like you you can uh, cope with certain things and it, it can turn into like negative like you can cope by using neutral things and make it negative or it can be positive for so long until it turns into a negative thing. But I feel like Jesus is consistently a positive thing that you can turn to. Like, consistent, always, like, you never have to doubt that. And that's, like, the best way to get out of those shameful places. Because you can kind of turn to your own good deeds. You can turn to um, your music or art. <clears throat> but those things can be turned into negative things and over time and you can get frustrated maybe your music isn't doing well or art isn't doing well and you can get frustrated with it and then it turns into a negative thing and it got you out of that for so long and same thing with I guess like idols and any anything like that so that's kind of my understanding like the only way to get out of like a shameful moment is to turn to God turn to Jesus and he, like I mentioned before like even good deeds like you can do so many and then they start draining and stressing you out or putting a toll on your own body and that can make you frustrated and bitter and then what might have turned been a good deed or good things turn into bad things because you're just frustrated and human and that's just like kind of what happens because I don't know you, you can I don't know go out and feed the homeless every day, every day. Go out or do these things all the time uh, to kind of like neutralize your negativity or your shame or your guilt. But then at some point you're going to become tired or drained and then, I don't know, it leaves you kind of like vulnerable for negativity potentially. But turning to Jesus every time gives you like a comeback, like 
from the shame from the guilt always like 100 percent of the time like i can guarantee it personally but yeah that's like my interpretation of how you can get out of a negative situation with jesus does that make sense Mm -hmm. you want to share anything i agree with what you're saying you know going back to like knowing having jesus is always knowing that you have something positive you know you know it'll never be negative to go back to it and i that made me think you know yeah going way back again connecting it me saying you have to have a faith i think uh more more detailedly or more finally understanding in your faith that they're knowing having I don't, i'm going to use this word but having your highest good knowing that there's uh, a highest good knowing that there's something most positive like 100 percent positive that is i think what you're referring to and you're the way that you understand it and i refer to it as the way i understand it is having that highest good i think anyone can have that but you of course you have to find it i think though with christianity being so established that it's easier to find that and to just you know have jesus but 100 percent, i think someone else could find that too you know taking the time to find find out what is their highest good you know what do they like for me christianity wasn't my highest good ever growing up because of all the war and all the you know the military people in the military you know fighting for for god fighting for their country you know killing in the name of god and you know that's been historically the case for hundreds of years you know killing for god and that's not my highest good that's not what i see the universe as being the highest good and it wasn't and i you know explored and searched and found that my highest good was you know not highest good but uh, something that contributes to it is pacifism you know giving away self you know being a service to others so taking a life would never be my highest good or having a religion associated even with at all having people that have taken lives in the name of a creator is not my highest good so for me my creator and my faith the followers have always been pacifists and would rather give their lives than take a life and that's my high skill so i always lean back on that if i you know need to pull myself out of a negative spot and say ah oh, you know is there anything positive right now and so i would attach myself to that and say oh you know th- that is you know the universe is also capable of that and i i live in that and lean in that and that's where my strength comes from um but also you're saying you know if you do a bunch of a bunch of like positive deeds good deeds positive deeds you know you get tired and in a sense yeah i would agree but also i think well i in my book we're also learning you know there comes a time where there's an there's um there's a path let's say where you know positive deeds laboring work becomes your joy serving others and i can see that being the case and you know i think the world misunderstands not the world but also you were saying like the world is broken and stuff and i agree i totally agree but also i think there is 
a huge movement of positivity coming in. There is a bunch of love and light in the world too. But um, I think the world misunderstands how to live a positive life. You know, I don't think feeding the homeless is the highest good you can do. For us, for me, I've learned, you know, it's raising a generation and positivity, creating a community, having, you know, that environment where we're all living in positivity, adopt a thousand kids, you know, whatever, raise them in positivity, and then have them do the same thing, and then they do the same thing. That's like the highest positive we can do. And I think if you labor towards that, I don't think you would find yourself maybe tired physically. I don't know. Of course, I feel like there might be days where you struggle. And I think that's just, if you're trying to polarize positively by nature, negative is going to come in so that you have the option to choose positive. But I think truly, I know it would be joyful to work in that direction. But, you know, say you're say you're trying to polarize positively but you're not doing it the most effectively i imagine yeah you would be tired regardless but yeah i don't know i i do agree that or i do like and agree that you know for you it would be having jesus to lean on i think that's a strong thing and you know truly i would i would steer people towards christianity if they're if someone talked to me and they were like you know thinking about this i'd be like 100 percent go for it because coming here i've learned how positive it can be and i think i know you can go to beautiful places when you die still being a christian and yeah so yeah i think having jesus to lean on is still a beautiful thing regardless of if i you know believe him to be my savior or not but yeah i i agree with what you said before about like feeding the homeless is not the greatest good and it's kind of like building a generation which is kind of giving your life pretty much for others because feeding the homeless is giving your time and your money and your food but that's not like everything your whole being which is like teaching people and raising people up and that like your children like raising your children that's your whole life that's your being and that's like the greatest love and I think that's kind of how God views us, like, as his children. So he's going to do, like, anything in his power to raise us up and build us up and, like, be there for us, like, every step of the way. Yeah, and I think Jesus is, like, the sacrifice for his children, giving his life for his children, which kind of agrees with what you are saying, how it's just kind of, like, giving up your life and... I think if God is our father and we're his children, like he would give up his life for us. Oh, you mentioned before how like uh, there's a lot of murder and killing in the Bible. And I think that's just a very like human aspect, human translation of the Bible. And I think you can tell people, oh, be positive and do good deeds and stuff. But I always kind of question, like, who who are the people that killed Jesus? Like, who nailed him on the cross? Like, who are those people that killed him? Like, a sinless person. Like, like who who killed him? Like, why why did they feel like they had to kill him? And it's kind of like that is just such, I guess, like human nature, like to kill, or I don't to kill to murder. I don't know. 
and also it's it's like um in the bible it's like thou shall not murder which is kind of like killing out of anger not so much like killing like killing we're okay with killing like in defense or killing animals to eat like that's fine but like murdering like don't kill out of anger but i don't think that if god is infinity and wanting us to be positive more positive than negative and like that's what he wants for his creation why are there people why why are there people still doing neg- like why did people back in the day kill jesus like what is the like why are people being negative if that's what the creator wants his intention for us to be positive and i guess you maybe believe like that's just like the flow of the universe like there's positive and then negative and it's like a flow do you think god should kind of spell it out for us like do you think we deserve like an explanation like for me personally i think like jesus is the explanation that god kind of gave us and we're very lucky to even have a bible to kind of read the instructions from our god on how to act like we're so lucky that we have that because without that it would be like i actually don't i don't think a god would just not give us that like i think god loves us so much that he would give us jesus as himself to die on the cross for us and then have his words like god's actual words in the book like i think that like that's the only explanation so you know i don't what do you think about that like do you think god owes us an explanation kind of god uh wait god actually like doesn't owe us anything i guess frick because well this is what i believe i believe we're on the earth and the earth is broken and we're we're always going to choose the the path of least resistance which is sin we're going to choose sin we're going to choose oh lash out in anger oh we're going to choose murder we're going to choose lust that's the path of like least resistance okay because it's just easy and i think that's god made it so not going the past the path of more resistance is more enjoyable and will give you such a better life but for someone not with there no explanation behind it it's hard to understand like why should we do good deeds and it's because jesus god the creator of the world died for us so it's like why wouldn't we you know so i think without jesus there's still no really good explanation on why we should do good deeds like why we should do want to love our neighbor and turn the other cheek and do stuff like that because i think like we obviously don't deserve anything because we're always going to choose the path of least resistance which is sin so we don't deserve an explanation but with jesus dying on the cross it gives us a reason to you know go the path of more resistance because like god loves us and he died on the cross for us if that makes sense i kind of said earlier 
you know, if you're trying to polarize positively, you're going to have negative, uh, something negative pulling back, you know, to, to give you the chance to polarize positively. You're going to have a negative, uh, trying to think of a good word, negative, um, stimulus, I guess. Um, so, you know, you're like, why did they kill Jesus? Well, because he was polarizing positively. He was teaching positively. So, you know, by nature, negative entity is going to want to come and put themselves over that and get rid of that. Vice versa, you know, you're trying to polarize negatively, a positive force is going to try to come. So to me, that's just a universal understanding of duality, positive and negative. You know, again, all is one, but then you have duality and, you know, there's balance. So leaning towards one way, they're going to have opposite pull. That's just like a a scientific understanding, I guess, so to speak, but also spiritual understanding. Um, and sense of like why why God wants us to polarize positively or the Creator. I don't necessarily think that it's a want from the Creator. Again, I think the Creator operates in a way higher than the what we're able to think. So I don't think it's in terms of like wants and desires and happiness and sadness and stuff like that. But you know what I understand is that creation made itself to experience itself you know we're here we we were given free will to experience creation to you know understand what we are what everything is so i don't necessarily think that creator wants everyone to go positive because then you know how will we learn about negative how will we go further positive without going further negative so i think both positive and negative have a have a purpose and the universe you know and honestly us talking here is a, a result of that you know had jesus not been killed had christianity not existed you know we wouldn't be here talking had had war not existed we wouldn't be here you know exactly right here you know things all happen for a reason and it's under the guidance of an infant creator who has planned this and you know this isn't hard for him to do you know but we're here to make choices and grow whatever way we choose and um yeah i i would say that's my understanding of it but like you were saying i do think the creator has given us an explanation for you it's the bible for other christians it's the bible for muslims it's uh you know uh, the Quran, um, you know, every religion has their has their answer. For me, I have my own book, you know, and I think the Creator, the Creator, gives everyone if they're truly searching, gives them the answer that they need that would help them grow. And I, I you know, it has shown itself in my life. I've been giving every answer I've ever asked a question to, you know, I've. I love where I'm at, where I'm growing, what I've been allowed, the knowledge I've received, and I would assume you the same thing, you know. I think, truly, regardless of religion, because the Creator operates outside of that, everyone has an opportunity to receive something if they if they want if they want to. Yeah, and that's 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 the Creator's explanation to us. <laughs> yeah. I, I like what you're saying, how 
there are like polarizing different uh negatives and positives kind of working against against each other and i can kind of see that let's make this two part your tone of voice was going down um yeah i think that most of what we do in this life just comes down to a question like who is jesus to you and you know there's like three options like either he was telling the truth he was crazy or he was lying and you know i guess it's like up for interpretation and we're never going to fully know who god is as long as we're on earth we're going to have doubts and we're going to question and we're going to want answers and we're going to find those answers in in books and in experiences and in our own lifetime and i think having discussions with people who maybe don't agree with you or don't believe the same things as you is always beneficial because it will encourage your faith and it will encourage you to defend stuff that you believe in which i think you should always do and i think one thing about liberty is that it is kind of like a bubble and you do kind of have a select group of like-minded people so you're never really having to defend what you believe in and you're gonna like people in the world are going to believe different things and they're going to have questions. You're going to have questions and just a sit down discussion is worth way more than, than being with the same people all the time. And you're going to have to go out and share what you believe at some point, if it is like what you really believe in. So I think this whole conversation has been really good and I've enjoyed it. And I hope Dimitri has as well. And I think coming onto the podcast was maybe a leap of faith for both of us. Just you don't know what the other person's gonna say or what the where the conversation will go. So I would just encourage everyone to kind of take a leap of faith in their journey of being a Christian or just being on this earth to just question and talk to people and have conversations and keep it going. So I hope this will be an encouragement for anyone out there to just have those discussions at every opportunity and I think that's how I kind of want to finish off this episode. So thank you for listening to episode five of the Leap of Faith podcast. And tune in next week for our next episode. All right, goodbye.